If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Israel was always going to respond to the attacks of October 7. In your view, what would the correct yeah. response have looked like? The response was to be given in terms of uh, law enforcement, because Gaza is occupied and uh, it's under belligerent occupation. So um, Israel has uh, powers to enforce the law and to um, and to uh, to pursue all security measures that are deemed necessary. Considering that this is occupied territory, it could have relied on the United Nations to demilitarize Hamas if this was the target. Instead, he has waged the war, uh, claiming the right of self-defense under Article 51. But the, uh, the footage of the 7th of October is a level of depravity that, yes, not even the Nazis did. Because the whole time they're massacring, um, and I think the film was about, we saw about 10% of all the bodies that uh, Hamas uh, the people that Hamas killed that day. Um, throughout the whole thing, the Hamas fighters are in a state of utter elation. Well, hello everyone, thanks for your company. Since the October 7 atrocities committed by radical Muslims against Jewish people, I've been deeply disturbed by the lack of moral clarity displayed by Australia's intelligentsia, Muslim leaders, and too many politicians of the left. Nothing sums up the gulf between moral clarity and moral relativism than the two clips you have just seen. The United Nations Special Rapporteur, Francesca Albanese, no relation to the Prime Minister, was visiting Canberra this week. Now, despite Israel having not occupied Gaza since 2005, she thinks Islamic terror and its arc towards atrocity could have been controlled by Israel via law enforcement. Now, had the UN had that failed, the UN, she said, could have been sent in. Seriously? What planet is Albanese on? In contrast, you saw journalist and commentator Douglas Murray there with former Deputy Prime Minister John Anderson speaking about what he had seen the previous day, and that was the footage of the October 7 massacres and rapes. Murray went on to say that at least the Nazis felt some shame and tried to cover their tracks. But Hamas live-streamed their atrocities to the world while screaming Allah Akbar. Surely that would be an embarrassment to any thinking Muslim rather than a leverage point to advance a political cause. 
Here in Australia, thousands of Muslims have been marching in support of Hamas and against Israel, also crying Allah Akbar on our streets. The Western Sydney hate preachers quoting Quran's injunction to kill the Jews, the inflammatory protests in the heavily Jewish suburbs of Coogee and Caulfield, the opera house crowds baying, gas the Jews, all point to a terrible failure of multiculturalism. I continue to ask, is Islam a religion of peace? Could someone in the Muslim community please tell us? Hearing these hate preachers with their broad Australian accents is chilling. The silence of the National Council of Imams in the face of Islamic support for Hamas is chilling. Now, I'm not saying Israel's prosecution of the war is above criticism, but how else does it keep its people safe from an evil expression of a religion that wants to annihilate Jews from the river to the sea? Hamas uses people often held at gunpoint as human shields. It's his own people. It uses hospitals as military command centers. People in the West and at the United Nations fall for its propaganda. Pray for the peace of Israel. Pray for moral clarity in Australia. We will have no cohesion unless there is moral clarity about what has happened. We are dealing with something just as evil and with the potential to be far more evil than Nazism. Anyone who cannot see that puts civil society in grave danger of repeating the horrific mistakes of the 20th century. Well, I want to get something off my chest that's been bothering me all week, and it has to do with the failure of leadership in this nation. There's hardly a problem facing Australia that has not been caused by a failure of political leadership. That's the bad news. The good news is there is not a problem that can't be solved by a restoration of courageous and principled political leadership. Will and courage, qualities in short supply amongst our political class are all that is needed. Blame for the failure lies especially with the conservative side of politics, which despite a handful of magnificent individual holdouts has capitulated on most things that matter. The news this week is more dispiriting than usual. Rather than whinge and moan, Family First is fighting back. But fighting back requires taking stock of the predicament which we find ourselves in. Here's a snapshot from what's been a woeful news week. Firstly, the coalition went in office, put weak and woke judges on the High Court, who this week released a bunch of hardened criminals into the community, including pedophiles and murderers. Two, many Labor MPs, the Greens, Teals, Muslim leaders, universities, and much of the media continue siding with those who seek the destruction of the State of Israel. Three, for the first time in our history, Jews don't feel safe in Australia. Number four, the energy market regulator is again warning of summer blackouts despite Australia supposedly being a first world country. Lastly, a Hobart City Councillor, Louise Elliott, is the latest to be dragged before a government tribunal for seeking to protect the welfare of women and girls by telling the truth about gender. I said finally, but there is one more, and that is a leading banker uh, from the ANZ says home loans are now the preserve of the rich and out of reach for lower income people. Now, these are just some of the disturbing examples of national decline reported in the news media this week.
Some days you just shake your head. Sadly, those days are becoming more frequent. How on earth did the lucky country, Australia, get to the point where free speech is punished, blackouts and expensive electricity are normal, our social cohesion is threatened by people who hate our culture, and the Australian dream of home ownership is out of reach unless you have wealth. This is a million miles from the Australia I grew up in. All of this has happened because politicians let it. When leaders fail, things drift. Drift never ends well. It's why Family First, the political party that I have the privilege of leading, is working hard to raise a political movement to counter the drift. We believe in a nation where home ownership is affordable, energy is cheap and abundant, illegal immigrants who commit crimes are not released into the community, there is moral clarity when acts of barbarism are committed requiring a response, freedom of speech is again sacrosanct, and there is crystal clarity about the difference between boys and girls. To be fair, the coalition has been good on Israel, but that's about it. Louise Elliott's truth-telling about gender is being persecuted in the liberal-run state of Tasmania. Sadly, the coalition fails to fight for free speech, allowing anti-free speech laws and so-called human rights commissions to stand unchallenged. It was coalition politicians, remember, who put former Prime Minister Scott Morrison on the plane to Glasgow, where he signed up to the UN's prosperity-destroying net zero agenda. Australia can't wait for the coalition to get its act together. Net zero is driving inflation and cost of living through the roof. Children are being damaged in child gender clinics. Freedom of speech is in peril and young people can't afford to own property. Family First is working to counter this bad news by raising good people to run for parliament in elections wherever possible. We are committed to raising candidates with character, courage and resolve. Family First is the only party contesting the Mulgrave by-election, that's the by-election caused by the early exit of former Victorian Premier Dan Andrews, remember him? We're the only party contesting that by-election which is pro-life, pro-freedom, pro-family and pro-affordable energy. The failure of political leadership demands a response, and that is why Family First is building a new political force that will fight for life, family, faith and freedom. Well, joining me now is former Liberal parliamentarian, now Family First lead Senate candidate for Victoria, Bernie Finn. Bernie, welcome. Bernie, what did G'day you <laughs> what did you make of, um, and this is on a more serious note, obviously, what did you make of the Islamic pro-Hamas protest in the heavily Jewish suburb of Caulfield this week? Well, to say that it was provocative would be somewhat of an understatement. I, I, I was disgusted, uh, to tell you the truth, particularly when we saw uh, a synagogue under attack. Uh, we saw um, the, the, the prayers having to be cancelled and, and, and people having to be basically rescued um, from what, what is a, a very, very, or what, what was indeed a very, very nasty crowd. Um, this sort of thing is, is not what we want in Australia. You know, I, 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 mate, I, I just don't understand why you would come out here to Australia to get away from that sort of violence and that sort of uh, um, uh, behaviour only to bring it here with you. 
I, d- I don't understand that. It's, oh. it's, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. I think uh, we've all been shocked since October 7 just to see the strength of feeling and the lack of moral clarity about uh, the atrocities and um, to see people on our streets, as they have been in London and other places, um, essentially giving backing and succor to Hamas. Uh, it, it's, yes. How, how do we move forward from here, Bernie? Where do we go in terms of maintaining social cohesion or, or has that horse already bolted? Well, I, th- I think I think um, we have room for hope in that there was a poll that came out, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, that showed, and uh, keeping in mind that Australians don't like to get involved in, in foreign affairs and most people don't really care about th- those sorts of matters, but there was a poll that came out that showed 31% believed uh, Australia should back uh, Israel. Uh, only 7% said we should be backing uh, Hamas. So, I, you know, I, I, I was encouraged by that. But there's no doubt that there is a, a significant group of people um, who uh, come from that part of the world um, who have who, who you know have not left it when they came out here. You know they they brought it with them, and uh, that is something that we really have to address uh, as, as a matter of urgency. Now that the fact that uh, we have had prominent uh, politicians, uh, including the prime minister, um, also supporting um, the, the Palestinians, um, you know, that, that just encourages these rat bags. And, uh, I, I just, um, I just, uh, am very concerned about the future of the country. Um, if this, if this is allowed to, to go unchecked. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Bernie. And uh, I think the last thing any of us want is for our country to become like the countries these people left. And I think we've got to keep that in mind. Um, Now, your premier down there, Jacinta Allen, uh, who recently replaced Dan Andrews, is backing Mm. the idea of children going on strike, not for climate this time, but going on strike in support of Palestine and uh, giving a leg up by, um, you know, this uh, or giving a leg up by this strike to Hamas. Now, Alan, she's really cut from the same radical cloth as Daniel Andrews, isn't she? Very much so, absolutely. And you'll be pleased to know, uh, Lyle, you won't be disappointed to hear that she's also backing it for the climate change. So uh, she, she, there are two strikes coming up and she's happy for the whole, the whole thing to go ahead. Uh, I mean, what, what, we, what we have here, um, in not just in Victoria, um, but in Australia and particularly in the Labor Party, uh, in, um, uh, uh, in factional terms, uh, if you're socialist left in the ALP, you support the terrorists. Um, if if you are to the right of the of the Labor Party, um, you are more inclined to support Israel. Now, I have in years gone by sat on platforms um, with members of the Labor Party, uh, members of Parliament, uh, Labor members of Parliament, um, supporting uh, Israel uh, and, and Israel's right to exist and Israel's right to defend itself. And I'm very very happy to do that. I'm I'm happy to work with anybody um, for a good cause. But you've got um, you keep in mind that. Um, you know, the, the socialist left crowd, they're, they're a very dangerous crew. Uh, you know, Daniel Andrews was socialist left. Jacinda Allen is socialist left. Uh, Albanese is socialist left. Uh, Penny Wong is socialist left. Need I go on? Mm. Uh, it, it is just, it's just horrendous. And, um, you know, what we have in Victoria is not a Labor government. What we have is a socialist left government. And unfortunately, it seems that way in Australia as well, in Canberra. Uh, it seems that, uh, that it's not so much a Labor government. It is clearly a socialist left government. Um, and that's something that should be disturbing each and every single Australian. That you know, that, that, that cannot be allowed to uh, to continue. And, uh, you know, Albanese was, uh, before the last election, all very cheery and all that sort of thing. But now we're seeing the real guy. You know, mm. we're seeing what he's really on about. We're seeing his values uh, and his standards. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, they don't exist.
Uh, you, you're dead right, Bernie. I mean, it reminds me of my student politics days. I mean, that's these were the radicals involved in student politics that you never thought would become mainstream, and <laughs> now they're mm, running mm. Canberra and, uh, yeah. and and Victoria. It's a real worry, and, and and of course, encouraging the kids to go out on strike instead of being at school learning to read and write. Exactly. exactly. Um, I mean, we, we've got a situation here, Lyle, where kids can't read and write. But they can, uh, yeah, have a, have a sex change, yeah. and they can go to a protest. Yeah, it's what, crazy. What is, what is going on? What what hope do these kids have um, with governments uh, giving that sort of direction? Yeah, we've got to do the hard work of saving our country. Bernie, um, you posted something, I think, really important on social media during the week about what the German government has done in response to the Hamas atrocities. They've clearly learned from their shameful history of the 20th century. Why are we so slow to learn the same lessons? Well, I don't know. I, for the life of me, uh, I don't understand. I, I, I can understand Germany because, uh, you know, they would clearly be ashamed of mm. what they did. And uh, take, us know, through what, take us through the measures that they implemented uh, in the wake of the atrocity. Well, ba- basically, they, they banned uh, protests uh, supporting Hamas. They banned mm. the, the flying of the Hamas flag. Um, they have uh, uh, declared Hamas a criminal organisation, basically, uh, which it is. Uh, and uh, th- they have made it very, very clear that this sort of thing is just not welcome um, in Germany. And, th- mm. and that came, uh, you know, not from, not from a junior minister or somebody like that, that, that came from the top. That came from the, from the very top. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we need that sort of leadership here in Australia. And we, we don't have it. We don't have it. And uh, the fact that, um, uh, well, the fact that, the, 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 that Albanese is really in the country, I suppose, doesn't help. But uh, the, the, the point is that, we have not been able to get any firm leadership on this matter um, from anybody from the Prime Minister down. Mm. It's, it's just appalling. Yeah, well, you know, the Germans have learned from history. We're dealing with they something have. just as evil, if not more evil, than Nazism, and uh, we need to have that same moral clarity. Uh, Bernie, well, just, well, you, yeah, you have to say that, you know, mm. the, the, uh, the, the people that we're talking about now, Hamas, the extreme Islamic uh, cult, um, you know, th- they are no different. In fact, they may be a little bit worse than, than the Nazis. Uh, they have the same aim, and that is world domination and the destruction of, uh, of Israel and Jews. Uh, Germany was, was, of course, before or pre, pre-Israel, but, um, you know, they, they uh, put in place the Holocaust, and that's exactly what Hamas wants to do again. Uh, to uh, to Jews wherever they find them. Well, I think it's, um, as Dr David Adler of the Australian Jewish Association pointed out quite early uh, after October 7, that anyone who thinks they'll stop with Jews is kidding themselves. As you said, mm. it, it is world domination and um, it's the old adage of Martin Niemöller's comments first. They came for the, the first they came for the um, the Jews, and they, or they came for the trade unions and they came for the Jews and there was no one left to speak up and uh, that's what's happening here. Yeah, Bernie, absolutely. Um, let's just change gears a little bit, although still very serious, um, the Australian energy market operator has issued yet another warning that Australia faces blackouts again this summer. You've come very close to them. You've actually had them in Victoria after mm. your coal-fired mm. power stations were first yep. shut down. We, we've got yep. the prospect of more coming. How does it come to this in a first world country? Well, this is an obscenity. You know, Lyle, this is an absolute obscenity that we'd be facing this situation. We have more coal, we have more gas than we need for hundreds of years. The fact that we would be having blackouts, the fact that we have skyrocketing uh, electricity and power prices um, right across the country uh, is a disgrace. And uh, what we should be doing, I and mean, keeping in mind, you know, this is all done in the in the in the um, uh, in the name of uh, of climate change or fighting climate change. It wouldn't matter what we do in Australia; we contribute about one percent to the world's uh, emissions. 
if we stop every emission tomorrow, if we stop every truck, if we stop every factory, if we stop every train, every everything, if we just closed everything down, we would have precisely zero impact uh, on the climate or, or anything else apart from our own uh, uh, our own uh, welfare. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's just ludicrous. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, you know. China, China, on the other hand, that's building, I understand, four or five new coal-fired power stations every week. Mm. Four or five new coal-fired coal power stations a week. And guess whose coal they're burning in? That's it? right. Yeah. Ours. Ours. Yeah. So we're not, we're, not able, we're not able to use our coal to keep uh, our, our lights on, uh, to, to, uh, you know, to, to keep our factories running, uh, to, to keep people in jobs. We're not allowed to do that. But China is. Yeah. Now, yeah. if somebody can explain that to me uh, logically, uh, please do, because I've been thinking about it for a very long time, and it makes no sense. It, it is, it, to my to my way of thinking, uh, it is treachery. Um, yeah. It is treachery to this nation, and any politician, whether they be Liberal or Labor, who is involved in that, should be sacked. They should mm -hmm. be out the door. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, it, it's just it's just appalling um, that we find ourselves uh, in this situation now. It is appalling. It's uh, inexplicable, and it's why we've got to get you into the Senate, uh, Bernie. Well, um, I tell you what, Lyle, if I get into the Senate, they're going to know about it. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> boy, they need boy, to. Will they know about it. Well, you're right. It is treachery. It's it's um it's uh, ruining our country. And uh, anyway, uh, we're going to keep banging on about it. Um, Bernie. Um, one of the other great failure points in this country, sadly, and and why you know we're not sitting and moaning, and you know obviously we're talking about the real issues. Uh, we make no apology for that, but um, we want to bring solutions. But there was the sad um, commentary this week by the boss of ANZ Bank, who warned that home loans are now the preserve of the rich only. Now, you know, the the consequences of shutting a whole generation out of property ownership. Is unthinkable. Bernie, what would you do uh, as a senator to try and address this issue of the inability of young people to purchase property? Well, we have to give them hope. You know, there has been for quite some time a very deliberate campaign uh, to stop young people from buying their own homes. Uh, and uh, we, we know where this is coming from. It's, it's the same old people, much the same people that are trying to stop us from, from uh, using our electricity. Uh, it's the same crowd. And, uh, you know, I know, well, I've got, I've got young, uh, young people uh, of my own, you know, kids of my own who are uh, just getting to that stage of, of thinking about uh, buying a home and, uh, and, and, and spreading their wings. Um, you know, they, they know that, that it's almost impossible at the minute. Uh, and what we have to do more than anything else is to give people hope, uh, to tell people that this is possible, that they can do it. Uh, you know, I remember when I was at school, Lyle, you might remember, um, not, not quite as far back as, uh, as, as I was, but, but uh, you know, when I was at school, we used to have... Um, um, state bank, um, well, we used to have a state yeah. bank too, but mm. we, we had, uh, we had, you know, state bank saving accounts and, and, you know, we, it was impressed upon us the need to save, mm. you know, if we wanted to get ahead, we had to save. Now that doesn't seem to happen anymore. Mm. Uh, you know, not, not just the bank accounts, but the, but the, um, the expressions of, of, um, of the importance of saving. Mm. Uh, and and I, I really think we have to get back to that. Uh, we really have to get back because if, if kids think that it's just all going to fall into their laps or worse still, they've just given up altogether, uh, you know, this, this is the sort of thing that we can do to start giving kids hope again mm. and, and, and give them an expectation um, and hopefully be able to meet it. Yeah, no, well said. 
Um, now, Bernie, this weekend is the uh, Mulgrave by-election, uh, the seat vacated by Daniel Andrews, uh, Family First, mm. Jane Foreman. And don't For- we miss him. Don't <laughs> we miss him. Oh, well, Jane Foreman uh, from Family First is contesting that. Now, difficult for us to win, but vitally important to be building uh, our party's profile as the only party backing life, family, faith, freedom. Uh, it's an interesting contest with uh, the independent Ian Cook, uh, who was persecuted by the government. He was the so-called Sluggate uh, man uh, mm. with his business targeted uh, perniciously by the Andrews government. Won a big court case this week against uh, the Victorian government. What's your take on this by-election, Bernie? Do you think Ian Cook has got a chance? Could he get over the line with family first preferences? Well, I hope he does get over the line with family first preferences. I think I think that'd be a very very good result because what we have seen happen to uh, to Ian Cook uh, this week is is absolutely staggering. Because the the judges said yes, you were you were done over by the government. They went out and they got you and they and they fixed up your uh, uh, fixed up your business and and they sent you broke. However, we're not going to give you any compensation. Uh, what what sort of a justice system do we have in this state? It's, it's just that is that is just madness. I mean, I've been concerned about the Victorian justice system for uh, uh, for quite some time. But when you have judgments like that, um, where you know the, the government is condemned roundly uh, for what it has done to a small business, but the small businessman involved gets no compensation. Uh, <laughs> that, that that's just madness, absolute and total madness. But you know, in in terms of the by election. Um, there is there is only one party in this uh, in this by election that is actually standing for the sorts of mm. things uh, that Family First is standing for. So here is an opportunity. If you've been worried about your kids, if you've been worried about the future of the state, if you've been worried about your power bills, if you've been worried about a whole range of of cost of living issues, um, this is your chance uh, to vote for a party that's actually prepared to do something about it instead of playing games which a lot of the big ones do, particularly, uh, but some of the little ones too, unfortunately. But but here is an opportunity if people want to actually make a difference, and that's what we're on about, is making a difference. There's no no use doing things and, and not having any impact. We are in this caper to make a difference. And uh, if people want to do that, they can vote for Family First tomorrow. Fantastic, uh, Bernie. Um, That's what I love about uh, being on ADH TV with uh, people like yourself. We're not just commentators. We are activists. We are in the game looking to build something to turn back the rot. Bernie, uh, thanks so much, as always, for speaking with us today. Good on you, Lyle. politicians must find the will and courage to end the radical LGBTIQA plus political movement's farcical and dangerous war on free speech. The latest victim of this un-Australian lawfare aimed at crushing legitimate discussion is Hobart City Councillor Louise Elliott, who I've had on this program before. This week's Australian newspaper reports, quote, Tasmanian Anti-Discrimination Commissioner Sarah Bolt has ruled Hobart City Councillor Louise Elliott must face a tribunal inquiry for allegedly inciting hatred against trans women at a March rally. Ms Elliott told the Hobart rally attended by British transgender reform critic Kelly J Keane that trans women remain biological men and some change gender to gain attention. Ms Elliott also used the speech posted online to suggest trans women should be excluded from women-only spaces because you can't be raped with a penis if there is no penis present. It is absolute insanity that we have a law that allows a man to at 10am declare he's a woman and by 11am be sharing change rooms and showers with young girls, Ms Elliott told the rally. 
Now, I agree with Louise Elliott, and I think most thinking Australians would. No one would agree that she deserves to be hauled before a human rights commission and a tribunal. She's bravely said this week she is willing to go all the way to the High Court to defend her right to free speech. Now, her case is very similar to a case brought against me for writing a blog about sexualised and gender-fluid LGBTIQA plus drag queens who I said were dangerous role models for children, and that's because they are. After a three-year legal battle, more than $300,000 in legal fees, and a three-day trial in the Queensland Civil and Administrative Tribunal, I was found not guilty of vilification or hate speech. However, the drag queens whose lawyers receive taxpayer funding have appealed, driving me into a fourth year of legal uncertainty and certain further expense. Louise Elliott has got it all ahead of her. Now, Family First is committed to reforming state and federal anti-discrimination law so that free speech is restored in Australia. No Australian should be facing what Councillor Elliott, myself, and a growing number of other Australians are facing as a result of LGBTIQA plus activist legal action, often taxpayer subsidised, aimed at shutting down discussion about their radical political agenda. The lack of action by Liberal and Labor to protect the basic values of a free society is a major driver of Family First work to build a political movement that will put people into parliaments who will fight for these values. Incitement to violence is where the line on freedom of speech should be drawn. It is ironic that anti-Jewish slogans can be freely chanted and no action is taken by the various taxpayer-funded human rights commissions while these same institutions go after people like Councillor Elliott. Well, joining me as she does every week to give us the latest in the LGBTIQA plus political movement's war against girls, women and children is Binary Australia spokeswoman, Kiralee Smith. Kiralee, welcome again. Kiralee, um, medical practitioners in Australia have begun to join forces and speak up about the harmful gender practices being performed on minors. How long can our politicians keep ignoring this? Oh, look, it's staggering, Lyle. But yeah, at least 35 medical practitioners have joined or signed a letter uh, that's been sent to all New South Wales uh, parliamentarians. And uh, in you know, in the lead up to them wanting to bring in these harmful conversion therapy laws, so let's hope they read this letter because. These people are actual practitioners. They're not politicians. They're not activists. They're medical practitioners with expertise in these areas. And politicians are not. And so they need to read this letter, be informed and understand that these practitioners are, you know, they're putting up the red flags and saying children are going to be harmed by these new laws. They are currently being harmed by the gender clinic practices that are going on in Australia. And it really is time to step back, take a look at the UK, Norway, Finland and others who have said, no, we cannot continue to do this to minors. It's unacceptable. Uh, and we, we need to stop. So I mm. really hope that the New South Wales politicians take this seriously. And I would say to every single viewer, pick up the phone, ring the office of your local MPs and make sure, if nothing else, that they read that letter by the 35 medical practitioners.
Yeah, well said, Kiralee. I noticed that uh, one of the key people uh, signing that, perhaps she's even the, the ringleader, is uh, Dr Gillian Spencer from the Queensland uh, Gender Clinic there in South Brisbane, who's been suspended uh, from her role for speaking out against the harm. So so good on Dr Gillian Spencer. Do you think um, that uh, what we're seeing here, Kiralee, is uh, a real opportunity to see this law in New South Wales not, not go ahead as it has done in Queensland, the ACT and Victoria? Yeah, look, I think that it's really important that New South Wales voters are very activated and, uh, you know, I went and saw my local MP, both state and federal, you know, they were very minorly aware of these issues. They need to be informed. They need to hear from you. And uh, pretty much anyone you come across, Lyle, I'm sure you're the same. When you explain to them what's going on, they're horrified. They're shocked. They don't want to see these things continue. Uh, but, you know, most Aussies go about their daily lives and um, aren't too informed about what's going on. And our politicians, unfortunately, are either less informed or, uh, you know, activists themselves who need to be um informed. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. And that's why we do programs like we do. That's why we talk each week about this. Um, this is a critical moment for New South Wales. We don't want to go down the path of uh, this uh, so-called conversion therapy law forcing and uh, making it impossible for children to be diverted from these uh, harmful practices. So we'll keep uh, we'll keep everyone informed. Um, Kiralee, also on the Binary blog this week, uh, I noticed that uh, you've reported in Canberra, teenagers are lying about their gender on official documents including birth certificates. What on earth is going on? Uh, look, this is horrific. This is because of the ACT laws that came in a few years ago and up to 30 teenagers have changed their identity markers on their birth certificates. So basically they're lying about historical fact, about the sex they were when they were born. Um, so doing this in the ACT and other states around Australia. And, you know, it just makes a, a mockery of identity documents that rely on historical fact. And, you know, it's evidence-based and uh, it should be truthful. And now people can chop and change every 12 months if they want to. Uh, you know, it's it's not, our identity documents aren't meant to be our personality, uh, you know, expressions. They're meant to be on the facts um, for a whole range of reasons. So it's a very dangerous thing, but more than to those teenagers and children that they can change their sex when in fact they can't. Mm. And they're going to, uh, you know, reach adulthood and realise that everyone's lied to them and they they haven't achieved the goal that they set out to achieve. Yeah, peak uh, craziness in the Australian Capital Territory. Uh, Kiralee, um, athletics legend Jane Fleming uh, is now president of Athletics Australia. She's facing calls to protect women's only categories in sport, uh, and so she should be. Um, now, she's an Olympian and a double Commonwealth Games champion. She's in a perfect position to ensure fair and safe competition for female athletes. Why is she not acting? Well, I'm not sure yet. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. I hope that she's consulting with many other people in her sport and with medical practitioners and again. But we know that last year she was quite outspoken in wanting to defend women's sport and understands that the issues are physiological, not ideological. Uh, so, again, I think, you know, particularly for people involved in athletics in Australia, right to your organisation, contact them, let them know what your thoughts are. Uh, I know I'll be doing that. Um, and, yeah, Jane needs to know that she's got the support of everyday Australians because, you know, there are activists at all levels and they need to um, be challenged about their ideological beliefs because this is putting women and girls at risk and it's taking away their opportunities 
uh, to be very successful in their own sport because at community level, uh, males can identify as female and participate in those um, teams. But we also, I hear every single week from athletes who are walking away from the sport without uh, registering any sort of complaints because they're vilified, they're ostracised, they're bullied if they do. Yeah, that's terrible. And we're talking about young women and girls uh, missing out on opportunities here because biological males are encroaching on their sport. Kiralee, what's um, put, what's brought about this pressure that's come on Jane Fleming? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's because she has um, spoken out in the past and she's been recently appointed to the top position, the president of Athletics Australia. So she is in a perfect position. And I hope that um, you know, making this public, making uh, the public aware of it, that we'll get some action on the issue. Mm, mm. No, that's good. Um, Kiralee, uh, I mentioned earlier in the show um, the case of uh, Councillor Louise Elliott, uh, the brave Hobart City Councillor, who said that trans women are men and that you can't be raped without a penis. Uh, she's in more legal trouble again. You and, I've, you and I have spoken about her before and she's been on this show. Um, again, um, the irony of this is she's in a liberal jurisdiction in Tasmania. It's a supposedly conservative government, and yet she's being dragged before a government tribunal. Why can't we get our politicians to act to protect freedom of speech? The Liberal Party claims to be a party of freedom of speech. Why is it leaving Councillor Louise Elliott hung out to dry? Uh, look, this is really, in, it's just beyond belief, Lyle. It's not even, I mean, it is freedom of speech, but it's the freedom to speak the truth. She's speaking biological reality. She's speaking facts. She's not being hateful. She's not using derogatory terms or slurs or vile language. She simply stated the truth. And uh, her council and, and the state of Victoria, uh, sorry, the state of Tasmania have you know, vilified her, bullied her, ostracised her for doing so. And, uh, you know, thankfully, Louise knows uh, what the truth is. She's a very strong woman and she's going to take this all the way if need be. And mm. I stand with her and I know many other Australians will do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you're quite right in pointing out that um, this is not just a free speech issue. That is obviously important, but this is a, a, an issue of protection of girls and women and, and children in their spaces. And yet uh, great lengths are being made uh, to silence her and to make an example of her. Oh, absolutely. They're really going, you know, they're pulling out every stop they can. They're writing her letters. They're, uh, you know, going through this legal action. They're taking votes um, without, without her present. Uh, you know, just it's a real undermining of democracy. She's an elected councillor who um, has every right to speak the truth and to say uh, the things that she has said. And uh, she should not be penalised in any way, shape or form for doing so. Couldn't agree more. Um, this is very, very serious. I think they're trying to make an example of her to shut the rest of us off uh, up and to make sure that uh, no one dares speak uh, on these issues. Um, I think we should all go to Councillor Louise Elliott's uh, Facebook page. I know she's got a, a GoFundMe page to help with her legal defence. Uh, now that she's been referred to the tribunal and willing to go all the way to the High Court, this is going to cost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I'd encourage everyone to go there and make a donation. Kiralee, uh, thank you again so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Lyle. Well, thanks for your company again this week. Don't forget to make ADH TV your go-to for conservative analysis so you can make sense of the mad moment we're living in. Download the ADH TV app. 
There's plenty of political commentary on the Family First website, familyfirstparty.org.au. You can follow me on X at Lyle Shelton and on Facebook and Instagram. Until next week, keep speaking up.